going on, guys? For episode five, we hop on IG Live. We wanted to hang out with you all, the community. And we answered some questions around topics like happiness versus freedom. Thank you, Matt McLeod. Desirable difficulty in implementing the universal rules of life. Learn from contest prep. Thank you, Jake Remert. Ryan answers the question of, will I ever step back on that stage? We end the episode with Ryan recognizing that he still has dues to pay back to the sport of bodybuilding and powerlifting. So stick around for that. IG Live was so much fun, guys. We plan to do something similar, maybe same on IG or Facebook or YouTube, but hanging out with you guys was definitely the highlight of that episode. So thank you guys for tuning in and enjoy this conversation. Welcome to podcast number five. My microphone wasn't on previously. And then you as well. Yeah, no, I, I'm on. Sign. But I'm my on. microphone is now I like, on. I can't hear Ryan. Yeah. Okay. So the, yeah, the premise oh, of this. I'm so dumb. I didn't even keep that in mind. Oh, uh, yeah. the premise okay. of this podcast is to discuss at length questions from the community. A lot of these questions I feel like are just off the rip. They just come from my soul and what I feel like and what everyone in the room feels like. Uh, but we want to get down to some nitty gritties. And uh, let's just take one. So we're going to take one now. So the first one. Start as I've this is from Matt McLeod. Thank you, Matt. As I've gotten older, I've realized I'm not necessarily chasing happiness, but freedom instead from financial stress, misery, anxiety, etc. How would you guys define freedom to you? And have you felt similar? How would you guys define freedom? And as you've gotten older, you realize you're not chasing happiness, but freedom instead. How would you define freedom to you? And have you felt similar? I feel like Canute, you can answer this. Oh my this God, really how well. did you know? Because I live with you. I was like, this is my question. Let me answer <laughs> it, please. Um, yeah, I'm actually obsessed with freedom. Freedom, um, man. I think the thing is, like, it's like when I first started uh, whatever you want to call yeah. my career, my entrepreneurship, it was definitely, you know, to make money. And then you realize you're like, okay, now that I'm making money, I'm like, okay, cool. Regardless yeah. if I make 5000 or if I make 25000 there's a there's some middle ground where I like the exchange and the amount I'm giving in for what I'm receiving and my lifestyle. The exchange too. Of, of money. Yeah. So the exchange of money, but also I, the 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 freedom in my life that I have to give up for it. Is right. it worth it? So it's like, okay, if someone offers you $100,000, but you have to work 24 hours today, it's like, is that ideal? I, I don't yeah. know. But if you have, even if you make less money, but if you're like, okay, I get to have breakfast with my family. I get to do the things that I, I get to garden still. I get to clean the house right. on my own terms. Like that is, and I think it's unique to everybody. That for me is I'm constantly finding new freedom because it's like at first you just want to get busy and you want to work and you're like, that's for You just want to get out the workforce. What is, what is freedom though? Definably though. Right. I so think I, it's unique to each person. It's subjective to each person. Yeah. Right. And so we talked about what's your ideal top last episode. Right. And to, to me, it's not having someone being able to hold something over your head for, for an exchange right. of money. So is there such thing? So I've been thinking of this. I have actually been today. I haven't talked much today. Right. Today, I've been struggling with this idea. Um, it, even if I can get to a point where I, where I work myself so free that I have no person holding something over my head, I am still chronically responsible for ryan mm -hmm. right and here's what i mean today today for no particular reason i decided to wake up and i just didn't feel like it no reason nothing happened right at some point i have to drag myself in self be spelled responsible and say like okay i have literally got to pat myself on shoulder be like all right ryan all right it's not doing good 
I'll hold your hand and I'll drag you through, right? It's like myself is like trying to get myself up. So I, I think there's a game of freedom, right? Can I make sure that like the man, quote unquote, I don't have to worry about financial shackles or I don't have to worry about time shackles particularly. Uh, but is there something more to just that than winning the game itself, right? Not mm. just going along and then... Um, I don't know. It's fun, and and to some, a good buddy of mine, Marty. Can I can I stop you for a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think ahead. the volume on that is still on. On the cup. I'll go ahead. Go, can you check it? Can you yeah, check it for me? For sure. Yeah. Um, I got a good buddy of mine. Uh, is it echoing? Is that why? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who's uh, who prefers to work his nine to five and get that money in order to go home and spend the most amount of time with his family. And that's, uh, he's chasing happiness instead of necessarily freedom. Right. And he doesn't deny that he enjoys the job, but he probably dreads it more than he enjoys it. Hmm. I would say, is that free though, right? It's like... And for, for some, happiness is more of a priority than freedom. Right. Because, because they're putting... They're putting... They're putting um, maybe their family's uh, priorities in front of theirs. I think that's just like... I don't know. I think freedom is a concept that we kind of particularly try to tackle a lot in America. I was thinking about like phases of my life, right? Like there were times where it could be, and it's like, I try to be free from anything, right? There were times where I was concerned with trying to be free from, I don't know, not feeling like the athlete that I thought I was, right? So I worked hard until I freed myself. Like now when I look in the mirror, I could more, I, more or less, I don't care much about whatever i don't know whatever whatever was once holding me down for that um i think if i had to define freedom i think it's this thing that is uh a rolling average about something that you want partly partly some is egotistical for sure and i think that's where a lot of anxiety comes from that matt mentioned um and i think a lot of it is just the natural thing that has set homo sapiens apart from everyone else right like the ability to want something and really want something as opposed to which is a privilege what which is a privilege but it's also not i think right because it's like a dog can go learn a new trick and not teach it to its son or daughter it doesn't right humans take a sacrifice right there's something in our gene or genetics defined as cultural which is really a whole study. What's that one study called? Anthropology, right? So that's what we do as humans. Like we have this ability to say, I learned this, I'm going to hand this down to the next generation. Mm -hmm. And the idea, naturally, whether you can st state it the way I do or not, it seems to be that for us, it's like, here's a problem I had previous generation. Here's another problem that we're gonna have going forward that you'll have to deal, this, deal with. But at least I can figure out at least I can tell you, you don't have to reinvent the wheel or reinvent how to build a bridge or reinvent how to build a computer, right? You just improve on it. So I feel like progress is hand in hand with trying to chase that continual freedom, right? Like once you do feel free, you're free as you're the dog, right? Mm -hmm. You don't care. You're careless and there's not a care in the world. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if freedom is really a real thing as much as it's a concept, right? Because I think there's going to be a constant form of self-responsibility somewhere, whether yeah. you're it doesn't matter if you have a trillion 
dollars you're gonna have to be responsible for managing that trillion dollars it can bring you all the freedom but yeah and you have to keep reevaluating um how much responsibility you want and how much freedom you actually want like freedom isn't a permanent thing it's not a permanent place that you're at i think it changes often um and it changes with each phase and each level you get to um so yeah like i know the life that i live right now um if i lived this when i was 19 i wish i would dream of this level of freedom this This is cool the life i live right now relatively speaking is crazy you couldn't tell 19 year old me that this would be my life right especially ryan's life right it's like you work from home you have a ton of freedom but now it's like now we're like oh we're so trapped in this world right like and it's like now we need a a new now now we need a new freedom right yeah i don't know is there but is there a point of if you can do it if you can if you can get out of that trap once Right. And feel like you're free from where you once were. Is it a one and done thing? Or no. Is, well, no, it's right. fleeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, but like it falls back to gratitude every time you feel like you're in a lull. Right. You're always just leveling, leveling up. Every single time. And that lull is necessary though. Right. Yeah. Because at some point, dude, other, other, we saw, we, what did we see the other day? A coyote? Yeah. And it looked very pleased with this life. Yeah. Free, completely <laughs> very free. free. Yeah. It looked very pleased with it. It made life. my dog nuts when we saw the coyote. When they saw Dude, when they're they see out, coyotes, they're yeah. back out because the city's been quiet. Yeah. So it's like yeah. all these. Like, Michigan fo- Avenue. Yeah. The coyotes and, and foxes and shit are back, yeah. dude. It's kind of nutty, though, man. By the way, Matt said thanks for responding to his uh, message uh, or his question. He's going to eat dinner and re- listen to this later, though. That is such a <laughs> Kentucky Southerner thing to say. I appreciate y'all answering my question. I'm gonna eat supper. That's literally exactly <laughs> what he said. <laughs> He's so Southern. Oh, that's He's funny. So Southern man. Um, but yeah, I think that's also one of the things that makes it exciting to want to chase freedom is the fact that it's never permanent. It's like there's always another layer. There's always something else. I think if you were the type of yeah. person that wanted to chase something and then you felt it and you got it and there's no more else, it's like well, then that's what a, else? That's with a life? really good. I, mo- I hear a lot of people like in. in initially motivated by getting that lamborghini or ferrari and they get enough money to get it and then they're like you know what i'm just i like the process so much i'm just gonna keep grinding yeah keep going and skipping the car for now and you know just keep going that's kind of that's kind of the sacrificial loop that i feel like i'm in right now yes right it's like i feel like i started this and i was like i'm gonna be an entrepreneur and all this stuff and dude bomb i'm I'm almost 33 years old i should have cashed in by now Hmm. like i should have but I feel like I keep putting it aside for another day. And like, it's just, yes. it's not, it's not coming. And I'm starting to realize like, it's never going to come. It's going to come. Or, and that's what it's I, never going to so come. This is why I don't think so, it's ever going to come. Did you just, do you just realize how much work you put into it? And it's like, I'm going to spend all that money on whatever. So, so, you know? here's, so, so here's the thing. And here, here's why you, I think you feel even more trapped and you want to interrupt and I want to interrupt. Go ahead. Say your part. <laughs> I'll, say give an exa- I'll, give, I'll give an example. I'll give an example of why I feel like, you never do cash in. Yeah. You're talking about me specifically or anybody? Example. World example. example world example. Right? I feel like that when you do it correctly, it being like the process to get as successful as you can, mm-hmm. when you do it successfully, right, all you have in you at the end, if you truly do the process step by step, step is a feeling to be philanthropic maybe, right? I think all you have left is damn, I got everything, right? If you're Warren Buffett or Bill Gates or any anyone who's ever been extremely at the highest level of their success, chances are when they get there, the only feeling 
that is naturally next is to just give it all right back yeah. for someone to yes, do it. Yes, but I think there's so many micro cash-ins along the way. What are the what is a micro secure a sense of security? So here's the thing. Right. I think the reason you feel this so much so is because you're with a person that's so anti-cash-in. Um, and I'm like, no, 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 keep playing the long game. Just put it away. Keep playing the long game, long game, long game. And you're just like, when do I get something from me? When do I and get something like, from me? You do. You just got to wait it out and you got to play your card smart because if you cash in on the Lamborghini, then what? So that's the thing. And the further I take to not cash in on it, the more I don't want it. Mm. Right? So it's like the, the, the more patience I... I say I'm going to have and give the more I just get to the point where I'm just like, I didn't buy that. I missed it. I'm done with it. Right. There are some things I see and I'm just like, yeah, I missed that. Right. Like if I didn't do that now, like I miss, I miss my mark. I miss my mark on it. Right? Like nothing to me is crazier than when I see someone who's like in their forties and like, it's like, all right, I'm finally going to go to the club and buy a bottle. I'm like, you should have done that when you were irresponsible in 24. Because it was way more fun to do it then yeah. than it is when you're responsible. I don't want to go and so buy a, I think a that's bottle the thing today. Too. You, are, you love to be uh, sporadic. Is that the word? Like, you love to be... Impulsive. Impulsive. I oh, my God, that's the word. So I think for oh you... Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you don't that's understand. why I feel like you're suffocating right now. Because I'm, you don't yes. get to be wildly impulsive. Oh. Dude, Because so right, I'm like, no, 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 right, no. My, yeah. my life right now in terms of uh, how well... Well, I'm doing orderly. Right? It's like I just have this like it's, it's like, too structured. You know when a baby? No, you know when a baby kicks and it's ready to go, right? The, like the longer I do that, which basically means that the better I get at that, it's not natural to me. I have to form a process, bylaws, rules, and live through that process for me to be like, all right, I'm gonna follow follow the system and follow these rules. The longer that goes, the more this this thing in in my head is just like. Building up this temptation, you can you can liken it to anything. It'd be like uh, if you tell a kid to sit quiet, if you tell a person who's dieting to not eat this thing, right? The longer you go telling a person not to live on impulse, me particularly, right? The stronger that impulse becomes to do something impulsive. Mm -hmm. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that I used to channel I used to channel that on ridiculous things. Now I channel it on. Uh, maybe in my training, I'll do something different. Mm. I just won't lift like I usually lift today. I'll do. I'll go off program, right? I'll hurt something in a minuscule way, right? I won't eat iceberg lettuce. I'm gonna buy a spinach and feta walnut raspberry vinaigrette salad, which is very good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good, right. Getting off program, I think for me is is essential to to staying on program. But as I'm getting older, I'm starting to see like, oh, okay. This is all just going to be on program. So I think that the that that phrase off program that's your jam. The off program you, is you my love thing. getting I love off be, program. I, that's what and freedom is to that's me. That's what freedom is. That's what freedom is to me. Freedom to me is being off a program. Yeah. Right. But I've realized that being off a program is also a delusion. I've only been able to be off program when someone has a safety net to catch me. Yes. Right. Like I don't. If if you or, live. Mm -hmm. Can I interrupt you? Yeah. I'm sorry. One of the reasons that you probably don't feel off program now is because you realize your pro program directly affects somebody else. You know what I'm saying? True. So I think if it was just you, single Ryan, blah blah blah, like, you can like his clients. No, I'm talking like he's about setting me. an example. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm okay. talking about me. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because like before his actions or his life, it it really just only affects him. So it's like you can go off yeah. program all you want then, and the only person that's who has to deal with whatever uh, good consequence or bad consequence is you. 
now it's like you've teamed up with a person and i think now it's difficult because it's like it's you not realize difficult. it's exhausting okay thank you there we go there we go <laughs> it's exhausting <laughs> there we go it's you realize that like yeah it's it, it also wouldn't be fair if you were just constantly going off program to fulfill your whatever it is that you want and then i'm just on here working on program every day yeah. for the family right you didn't get peter in that one day yeah but that's what most husbands do so i'm trying yeah. to live in my lineage you know? <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to do it no it should it seems that if that's what the behavior that is most natural right that is that is probably right if the if that's the behavior that's most occurring that's probably most natural now i'm not saying that it's okay because it's most natural i think that's what separates humans from horses we don't just don't do what comes natural to us like we refuse Do we learn what's better for us we learn we, what's better for yeah. us and sacrifice mm. instead of taking the impulse every time yeah right? um i don't know how many people are as self-aware to be to understand where to be flexible in other aspects of their life rephrase that to, to where like i can't go off program in my dieting but i can go off program in another aspect of my life yeah you, and uh, you, you mentioned having, it earlier yes having yeah. the emotional intelligence to determine where can i go off course and, and not face, you know, as serious consequences. Severe of a consequence yeah. if I go off course. Yeah, I'm not sure. And I think that I think the sweet the thing the sweet spot hits different for everyone, mm-hmm. right? For some people, going off course, this is people I know, they might say, Man, I'm just gonna go disappear for three days and do a cocaine binge in a hotel. That might hit that satisfy that button for them. For us, for Knut and I, a real one. It might be going to the dollar store and getting snacks, mm. cookies, and something, and watching a Bollywood movie. That's a real one. And that's a real one, right? That's legit. Checking out one. for five hours that creates a week's worth of damage in the fitness protocol. Oh, okay, but it's one that's okay. Yeah, right. It, it like I'm not going to ruin my credit. You know what I mean? I'm not going to gamble away. Probably right. nobody's going to know in the, when I wake you, up in the morning right. that anything. But happens. whatever that oh. bone, whatever that bone is, though, that satisfies is enough for me. But there are people in this world who, whatever that thing is that they need to hit and feel it's it's far it's far from what i am right and generally we put those people in prison how do you stop yourselves from that binge from that five hours of binging you're like well i can go a couple more hours after after that uh real consequences okay right so there are there are times in life where you have to be perfect right you you understand you like you work in education right there are times in your life where you have to be perfect. You can't make a mistake. You can't make an error, and you have to know. And that's with competing, at least with uh, with my athletes in prep. Like, so I allow mess ups for myself and for them, particularly when it doesn't matter much, right? I'll get these mess ups in during the off season, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But when we get to the point where we, you say like, "Hey, I'm going to make this commitment for 20 weeks from A to Z." Okay, right. We're we we are now talking about beating other people, which mm. means that you have to show up every day and beat yourself every single day, every right. single day, every single day. Perfect. And then you get to twenty weeks, and then every person who I've ever seen do this is one of two people: the person who can do it perfectly, generally burns out like crazy, needs some time to bounce back and recover. Like no matter what what it is, whether it be competing or some type of venture or like a work sprint that Canuck had like last year, you need some type of breather. The second type of person is a person who doesn't need a breather, but I think they have some type of addiction or dis- disorder. Or they're social. They have some type of social disorder. Social right? disorder or some mm. type of dependency. Like their to, brain is just running wired from differently something. from ours. They're running from sure. something, right? Sure. Who, who chronically are running from something and don't need to see a bre- feel that breather. So, so I don't know. But this is actually a 
a really good segue. You know what's interesting is one time I had somebody, I'm trying to remember who it was. Uh, oh, actually, I do remember who it was. She was telling me that she she was competing a lot. Mm-hmm. And generally, like when you compete, it's like you have, you compete, whatever you train for, or you diet down for at least six months if you're Ryan. And you try to do like three or four shows or two shows if you can in that phase at the end, from that one training six months or whatever that training and nutrition that uh for six months but this one and then you take a big off season right Mm -hmm. and you build Mm -hmm. up again and then you get your endurance back and then you do it again another competition maybe a year or two later or something like that and i know this one person she used to chronically do a lot of competitions back to back um and do i I know this person yeah i'm sure yeah back to back (laughs) that's how crazy it is i don't know who it is because i know so many of these people sure sure. you know yeah yeah um, she used to com- compete back to back and just a lot. And she even openly said one time, she's like, yeah, I just feel like it keeps me distracted. And I'm, and I heard yeah. that and I was like, Ooh, uh, I love you, but like, you know, you should probably address what's actually is going there such on. Thing as a, is there such thing as a sustainable distraction though? Right. It's like, I feel like I've been, I've do that. Yeah. I just with work anything. No, yeah. Ryan loves distractions. Dude. Yeah, are uh, there yeah. are there healthy distractions? Are there healthy like, distractions? I guess that's as fine as escapism. Yeah. When you really boil it down. Um, but but competition and like dieting down and training, that's a big one, right? Cuz it takes over your life. Right. So it's like mm. what's going on that you need to be distracted the majority of your life like year round, right? Like So I think we're kind of seeing it especially during this period where everyone's at home i was thinking today in the shower i like this sentence sometimes a sentence comes out in my head so perfect that i in the shower and i'm like oh i wish i could write this down i wish i could tweet that it came out so perfectly i'm gonna butcher it because it was hours ago but it it went something like if anyone still thinks that rehabilitation to a person is defined as isolation is crazy after this like if you think that you want to rehabilitate a person for doing a crime and put them in isolation after mm. everyone has sampled a luxury like isolation. You're not super luxury. You're not yeah. right, right? like, dude, like the, the people are going nuts with their family, with food, with mood. People have everything. People are in a, and lux- they're still going nuts, a luxurious prison. Yeah. And they're going crazy in their, ho- in their homes that in their they chose homes to that live they in. Built, that they built. They designed, in fact. That they paid for. <laughs> yeah. 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 And they're going, and they're they got the nuts. best snacks they want. They got right. the groceries they want. Yeah. So for crazy. all of us to come out of this and say, this, you know, 19 year old did a bad thing. We need to reform him for 12 years. And give him what we just went through for twelve years. Buy him, buy him. The shit, or by the way, the shittiest version of the what worst we just went version through. of it. When people treat you terribly, right? Yeah. It's like on a schedule of no impulse at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not. They can't record a podcast. They no. <laughs> you know what I was thinking? I was thinking in my shower. I was like, man. I was like, the people that are in this quarantine and living alone, they are having yeah. such a hard time living alone. And then the people that are living with their loved ones are constantly fighting with their constantly. loved ones. Oh. Constantly. Or not constantly, but they're always on edge. Iceberg lettuce, lettuce fights and stuff. I people with kids are doing. If, if, does anybody have kids and they're by themselves with kids? If you do, let me know how you're doing. But yeah, it seems like you... I feel like when I see people with their children, I feel like they just miss being adults so badly. <laughs> and like, because you're just doing kid stuff mm. all day. Like doing kid talk, watching kid stuff. And it's like, you just don't get to go and be in it. that's interesting because and then the other side of that is like wow i didn't get to spend this much time with my kids (laughs) (laughs) let's tackle one of these questions from jake 
How about creating desirable difficulty, finding that sweet spot between being challenged enough to be forced to rise to the occasion while not being crushed to death from in overwhelmed? Uh, let me define for something real quick and I'll repeat this question. Desirable difficulty, it's a term I, I got from this book I read called The Structure of Morale. Desirable difficulty is essentially in life uh, to be a quality laboring productive psychologically healthy human you want to find an amount of pain in life or i should say resistance in life that is good for you it's desirably difficult i've never seen anyone in life who's been excessively spoiled or given too much and they've ever came out of life as an adult ready to tackle the world it just doesn't happen like everyone's childhood doesn't need to be traumatic it needs to have a level of difficulty mm -hmm. that is desirable to keep you in a, in a flow state, as, yeah. as as would be defined. So the question, how do you go about creating desirable difficulty, finding that sweet spot between being challenged enough and forced to rise to the occasion while not being crushed to death and overwhelmed? Shit. <laughs> well, it depends. Is this a journey that you're taking by yourself? He asked you a question. What? That was for Victor? No, he just asked a question. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it depends. Is this, this is Jake Rummer. We can't confuse Jake is him deep. anymore. This is <laughs> Jake. You are. This is a solid question. He's got. It, it gets deeper too, but it's a good one. Yeah. How do you go about creating desirable difficulty? So I, I have a question. Mm. Can you create your own? Like, let, let, okay, for so hold on. Somebody said my kid became my roommate, and she's twelve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was so good. Like not even paying any rent or anything. Uh, shout out to you, Don. Um, yeah, can you create it yourself, right? Because like what you said originally is like um, a lot of us have the, not trauma, but some sort of You're difficulty right. from our childhoods and stuff. But can you, like if you were to be born in a situation where things were just ideal and nice, do you then try to go out into the world and create some type of difficulty for yourself? Like how, right? The only way that I, I would kind of That's know how question. is honestly just maybe through working out because mm -hmm. that's where it's like you can right. mock up a difficult situation Absolutely. a physically difficult situation and then you but can retighten this part if you want sweet thank you yeah but other than that so loosen it and then raise it and then tighten it but other than that i don't know what you would do to create right like it's like if your rent is being paid it's like uh your rent's kind of being paid you so, know what i mean so, oh shit, that was and, then, and then you can tilt this down oh so that's so that's the thing right it's like i feel like that's why fitness is so at least for me loved and always will have a place because my life has been pretty good uh most of the real difficulty that's undesirable uh has been done before me simply of the virtue of being born close to the 90s mm -hmm. right like i was i was born in an era where in the united states where the world is fairly easy and if you can be one of the lucky people to be born in that era um even if you're even if you're middle class even if you're low class america right yeah you're it, you work a lot and you whatever the job shit but life is still okay relative to the rest of the world yeah right like like even if i'm class. born in the south side of chicago today i'm today. not born in a slum in india you know that what i mean 100 there we go right you're you're right. right so relatively that's interesting because they probably don't know what the slums in india are to be honest in south side yeah uh, there I are there are groups do. there are groups working on that, but they don't have a sense. They I think they can only compare maybe the North Siders, and so they feel like they're at the bottom. They feel of like the, they're at the, the bottom. Barrel. Right. Who feels like they're at the bottom? South Siders. 
I say websiders are pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I honestly don't We've know who has, it, who, Park. who has it yeah, worse. Yeah, yeah. So I think. So I think. Okay. Well, this is complex now. Now we're. <laughs> <gonna> say, <laughs> but we'll, we'll tackle this ta- tangent, right? So I, I, I. So who who has it worse? I think everything is relative in terms of <laughs> deprivation. All deprivation is relative, right? So when I go to where my parents are from, Guyana. No one seems to be complaining that much because everybody is poor, yeah. right? So relatively, I'm like, you, it's like, dude, ru- no one has like nothing, right? And everyone seems to be having a blast, mm. right? Mm-hmm. No one seems to be unhappy because relatively, you don't know any better. You're friend, right? Yeah. You're friending any better. So I would say, not to sound like Bernie Sanders, wherever the gap of, of wealth in poor is, however large that is, I would think that you see more unfairness and unhappiness so in america if you live on the south side versus beverly hill that's like substantial right so i i think maybe just what you see could be a good way to define it kind of as you said but to jake's question getting to desirable difficulty i think working out is is a good way uh and i think that's why people become masochists in some ways for whatever their art is um i was just thinking today like today i was saying like i haven't had like a substantially good day um I just thought, like, man, I do not treat myself well at all. Mm-hmm. Like, in my head, how I self-talk or whatever you, whatever you want to call it, I don't treat myself very good at all, right? But that's also been the thing that's gotten me this far, right? It's not being nice to myself. It's being a tyrant to myself, so to speak. And so I was just thinking today, I'm like, okay, my life is pretty good. I have nothing to complain about. In fact, I should be grateful. But to keep sort of this desirable difficulty in check i've made sure that i have not grown comfortable and i've told myself like no nah, dude like i'm whipping you in the shape like no like you you've you've got to do that like I've, i i i won't cash in so yes but at what point is it too much like this yeah. morning this morning he's been talking about it right he said he kind of woke up on not the best mood and it was very clear to me and i just felt like you were talking about work a lot and i was like and i literally was putting like food on the table and i was like god like who's talking about work i was like it's just work i was like what are you gonna give yourself a stroke in my head right you said that in my head i said that. i didn't say that out loud but i'm like you can't give yourself a, a, a you want to know what my in my head just said yes yeah come on <laughs> in my head i just said that that's how nutty yeah nutty but it is. no yeah but no right like at what point is it like okay like you need a chill pill on yourself and i am of the same yeah, whatever no. he is right like yeah, I no you're some of the best workaholics i know i don't know i don't know when it's enough I would say whenever you feel secure, I think a lot of the working is insecurity to f- be whoever you tell yourself you are. That's one phrase that I use a lot. I think you set out and do this e- easy, lazy, egotistical thing like, oh, yeah, I'm this. And I see a lot of people doing it specifically now that everyone has a personal brand. Um, they're like, oh, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, and this is this, and I'm also this. And it's like then they set themselves up in this trap to try to fake and live up to what this person is. But me, I've said some ridiculous things in my life and I've actually hit a few of them. So it's like, ugh, right? Like, like for instance, the most ridiculous thing I ever heard somebody say to me, my little brother when he was 13, I won't go to the Olympics. And he did, he did it, mm-hmm. right? That's ridiculous. Who says that? And name one person you know who does it. So it's like, I come from a lineage of people who say ridiculous things and actually do it. So it's not hubris. But Knud is right. At what point is it too much and i feel like to jake's question 
that's when anxiety set in. To, to yes. where the amount that's of, the amount of, the amount of challenge overwhelms the amount overwhelms of interest. Yeah. So I feel like my thing, like when I hear it, I feel like, and he, Ryan says this all the time. He's like, when you wake up, you seem to have such a clear brain or like a quiet brain. And I do. I don't feel like I wake up and the first thing I feel is anxiety or nervousness. Like, especially during quarantine, it's been interesting to see myself in a normal life and not so my when you regular wake up, work what is schedule. The, what's the first thing in your What brain? I'm going to have for breakfast. That's the first the thing first that pops thing. into That's your brain. That's the first thing. I'm just like, hmm, Dude, it's another day. Here's how, the, the, when I wake up. I'm like, breakfast. When I wake up. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. When I wake up, my first thought is already on a Dr- running start. Oh. Right? I wake up and I didn't, it's like. It was like something I was thinking about sleeping. And as I open my eyes, it's live. So like it's already going. You have to wonder, is that actual the work thing or is that the anxiety thing? Right. Like, what is that? Because I, I got to be honest, I don't know that I'm not familiar with that thing. And I've woken up and my feet are sprinting to the door. Right. So yeah. I, I don't I don't I feel like some of that is like anxiety trying to uh, pretend to be that work aholic in you know what i mean and your brain might be getting like the wires might be getting confused because sometimes i feel like it's two things it's like okay either you complain about and i'm not talking about you particularly i'm saying either you complain about having too much work but if you have time to complain about having too much work and feeling so much i'm like just do the work right Right. like what then just do the work just do more more of the work then so I, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes it sounds like anxiety. So here's the other thing too. And here's why I don't think, here's why I believe it sometimes. And I don't think it's anxiety because it's like, it's been done, right? Like Jeff Bezos started with books and all I do, I know he wasn't chill waking up. He somehow was like, I can system this. I can monetize this, right? So I'm not so crazy, right? Like, listen to me talk. I have a million words pouring out of my mouth for hours. I could talk for 10 hours. This is no joke. Right. This is how my brain thinks. Like when we turn on the mics, it's just we Go. just open the seal. Yeah. When then we close it's a it, fucking fire right, hydrant. It never stops. It's <laughs> yeah. always this fast. It's not some joke or this is my brain. Yeah. So for me, it's just like, how do I manage it then? Right. Mm-hmm. How do I manage it? How do I keep the cap on? Right. So it's like, if nothing comes out, if I go three days and I just let the machine run. Then it's anxiety, mm. right? Or if I can say, let me just get a little bit of it out every day, then it's not anxiety as much as it's just I'm actually getting I'm actually getting it done. So for me, I hear the things in my head, and if I don't serve them, they're anxious. If I yeah. serve them, then it's real. It's not right. It only becomes anxious when I let myself down. Yeah. That's the only time where it becomes anxious to me. So I just think, like I said, I don't treat myself well. And I think that's where a lot of the anxious feelings come from is because I, my brain, my ego, whatever you want to call it, it will say like, okay, well, um, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And it's like, it hasn't even checked in with myself. Can I move that fast? Do I have the resources to do it that quick? Right. So it's like the idea machine has no respect for the body body. Wow. Right. Yeah. And so this disconnect I have, right, is the thing that's causing anxiety. And I think a lot of people who are dreamers fall into this trap because the dreams are abundant they're good they're, yeah. they're pouring plenty there's so much to do and say and want but it's like you feel stuck when you don't have the proper systems for it mm. and i don't know i think i'd be fine if i were a lawyer or an accountant but i'm i'm in the wild wild west you know i'm live and <laughs> people in here hey alba what's up alba uh and i don't, I don't right i don't 
I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know exactly how to put a finger on what I'm doing because I'm making up as it goes. Yeah. So there's no recipe. And that's what I always say with entrepreneurship. There's no recipe, right? It's like no. if you have a job or if you ever want to be a lawyer or a doctor or whatever, there's a, it's basically like yeah. baking. It's like you go to school, yeah. you do this, there's you get formula. this, there's yeah. a formula. So there's no formula for the stuff we're doing. So it's like, you're just making it up, right. which I think is, does also cause more anxiety for people because it's like they don't know what they're doing they want to do it but they have no idea how to fucking start it's a loop um so something interesting i don't know if you saw this response but jake actually said he said you know i've uh let me read it you guys know how sheltered my childhood was going back to what we were talking about earlier been working to figure this out now and i think it's part of why i got so much emotionally out of contest prep so it's like going yes. back to the question of how do you 100%. how do you fake create difficulty? So here's, that's one version. So yeah. to Jake and I can so so with Jake with that question, why you got so much emotion out of prep? So I was thinking today, this whole pre- podcast is about Jake, Jake today. Jake's, this is Jake's <laughs> therapy session. So Your just, day, Jake. Ju- just FYI, just FYI. I know you guys want to keep a time or uh, 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 an eye on the time. So Tanya, all you're, you, you're Jake. Good. But you're good. so Tanya, you're good. Thank you for coming. So for Jake, I didn't. And you can ask Knut about, well, Knut didn't know me before, but my entire life up until I successfully did a contest prep for bodybuilding, I never felt competent. Bodybuilding was the one thing that to me felt impossible to do. Not only impossible to do, but I was stellar at it. Yeah. Right? So it was the first thing in my life that I was like, holy shit. Okay. This thing has given me the stamp that, like, because, dude, I see people do stuff, and I can't lie. Like, I'll see stuff done, and I'm like, oh, that looks great. I like to try that. And I always think, like, that's not as hard as prep, though. I can do anything, right? It's like, if I can. It's, it's set a bar. It's set a bar that's so impossible. Impossible. It's so impossible. So then everything else is, like, easy compared to that. Everything else is a breeze compared to prep. Everything I've ever done is a breeze compared to it. Seriously. But I also haven't went through a dying mother or child right. I, I, there are different ways right. to set a high bar relative to the desirable difficulties and, I've and had i think in my that's life. the thing too prep is a physical difficulty right it's right. not whatever jeff bezos is doing it's this physical it's both pain. though it's physical and it's it's a men it's a mental one it is but it's not it's not like you're trying to figure whatever jeff bezos let's go back to jeff bezos right. so you're not trying to figure out these new challenges and how to create these new uh jobs and et you're et on a you know system I mean? in prep yeah, right. at least you know, well, if I eat X amount, blah, 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 probably, chances are, I'll, my body will, will go down, and chances are, if I lift this much, I'll still keep my muscle, you know what I mean? Like In the beginning, most of it, yeah, it feels, it's pretty rational. Yes, but, okay, I got you. No, but most of in it the feels, beginning, it's pretty rational. But most of it still, at the end of the day, is a physical thing. No. The pain portion of it? I disagree, man. Okay. I do, Jake, just... t- tell us how you feel. <laughs> 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 Chime in, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I, like what what, Karen, what I, like, I like i like i like i like what karen just said with bodybuilding it's never finished always another bar to reach very true until you go nuts yeah bodybuilding and freedom apparently there's no cap so so <laughs> i i i think for me it is mostly mental because physical pain is not all that bad if you enjoy the physical pain right i have clients who have their entire bodies tattooed in it tattooed wow i just sound like an english dude <laughs> <laughs> who have their entire bodies tattooed and they go for the masochism they like it right i think with bodybuilding it's this thing of trying to chase physical pain and match like whatever insecurities you have right constantly feeling inadequate about something mm-hmm. these delts aren't good enough this back isn't good enough like this like 
it's a it's a mo- it's a it's a crazy world to chase almost to the point that like and and along the way especially if you're a beginner you see these gains come and like it keeps you they're going rapid at and then first. you build momentum mm-hmm. after they're rapid that, at right? first right so and that's a weird trick to bodybuilding i would say or any sport or, or anything you do right in the beginning especially if you have uh if you're competent and you're doing well your rate of positive reinforcement is like it's like a it's like a, str- it's like a yeah. str- line that goes up straight and then you get into this weird thing where like the diminishing law of ret- lo- diminishing law of returns just hits one day and you're like i'm working harder than i've ever worked but then you by then you've probably built up discipline and a f- and a level of mastery right so right. at least the benefit to to at least i've seen in the industry is that when you get to a level of mastery even if you can't put all that mastery towards yourself progressing more and more with with excuse me with leaps and bounds at least you can take that form of mastery and say all right well i'm going to put this uh, towards at least towards helping and teaching other people. Yes. Right. Yes. So I, I can't let it all out on me no. so I can talk to this microphone. I can write programs. I have three new programs right tomorrow. Right? I have. A, so it's like, at least I'm getting it out, my mastery out to students, to other people. The latest, we, I, we've probably mentioned Tim Ferriss on every episode. Yeah. The latest Tim Ferriss clip is to become, and he got, I, where he got this from the guy that did cartoons, um, Scott Adam and uh, the Gilbert cartoons. And he said, you should become a specialized generalist. And so you have built a mastery within the powerlifting bodybuilding world, and then you are very well-spoken. And you're combining those worlds, and you've kind of made something of that. Right. And so that's how people can can make something of themselves, is to f- kind of identify two different things that are from different worlds and kind of and bring them, them together. together. Right. And that is almost responsible for the evolution of what we consume, whether it be TV whether it be style, fashion, uh, any right? It's like putting two knife in bread, sliced bread, right? Like putting two worlds together is what's responsible for our evolution as mm-hmm. of products and people and ideas and things mm-hmm. like that. I think that's beautifully said. I do think that's said. What did Sam just say? So I don't know if he was serious or not. Talking about prep again or bodybuilding, he said it ain't that serious. It's just starvation. Right? All right, let me tell you all something about <laughs> Sam Okanola. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something about Sam Okanola. So Sam Okanola <laughs> is, in my opinion, currently one of the best natural bodybuilders on planet Earth, if not the best, in my opinion. So Sam started, when I met Sam, Sam was at NIU with me. This was 2008, nine. we met each other, and he wanted to play football. He was still trying to do something with muscles, but he wasn't sure what. So I introduced to Sam, I said, all right, dude. How about you come with me and you do this bodybuilding thing if football doesn't work for you? And he said, all right. Wow. Right? Yeah, in that voice. He said, all right. Sure enough, football thing didn't do that. Came, started working out with me. I'll take this with a very light grain of salt. I taught Sam everything I knew. This was 2009, so I didn't know much, right? I taught him everything I knew at that point. I taught him everything I knew at that point. Sam... And I, Sam, quickly went from student to my equal to better than me to me better being better than him back and forth some seasons. I went off, did powerlifting, started with supplements and stuff. Sam's rise just went like that. If there's one thing that I will say about Sam Okanola, and the world needs to know this, Sam Okanola's, whatever that thing in his brain is, that threshold for pain, he does not have it. Sam is in... He's a machine. He's an ape. Sam is a beast. I've seen, let me, I've been all around the world. I'm telling you guys, I've been everywhere. I've seen all the athletes. No one 
has whatever that grit thing is that Sam Okunola has. You can wake Sam up at 3.42 a.m., put a a dump truck on his back, and he'll just do like this and wipe his eye and just carry it. So can we go back to can we go back to the voice in the morning? I think Sam and I we've you and I have actually talked about Sam. Sam has probably one of the quietest brains. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sam. Cause Sam, I watched him the night before his wedding. What what is that called? Uh, your uh, uh, what do you do? Dress rehearsal or whatever. Yeah, dress, dress, dress rehearsal. rehearsal. Uh, yeah, and we were sitting. Yeah. We were sitting at this table, and I was actually sitting next to Sam. Where everyone's like at the dinner and this and that and blah blah. blah. His wife is going around. His soon to be wife was going around saying hello to everyone, taking pictures. We're all like about that Thank life. You, and Sam was legit just sitting there eating his meal. And I looked at him for a while. I was just like staring at him, and he looked just straight and was just eating his meal and he was just his hands were here and i was like i was like hey uh what do you think about he's like nothing i was like got it (laughs) got it does he does he i told that story to ryan and i was like yo sam is a fucking gorilla he's a monster sam Sam is a mathematical function perfect function if you say sam (laughs) he'll just do like this give me a monster swallow his here and here's the crazy thing he'll swallow his pride do it humbly and then just and then do and then execute it flawlessly i've never seen anybody like it right so sam for however he's made he is he works hard sam didn't genetically jump into what he is right i will say that but he worked very hard to get what he has he still works extreme i know his work he works extremely hard dude he has so few mental blocks less than i do Right. And maybe they're my own are responsible. Right. But Sam is just a all right guy. I'll try it out guy. He's just a hit it with the hammer guy. But is he and he's charismatic. And he's charismatic. He's, he's, got he's all nice. That. He's good looking. People he's like lovable. Him. He's lovable. He's like right? a Interesting. huge yeah. teddy bear. He's fun. He's fun. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He has all of the things except he just doesn't have an overthinking head like i do <laughs> at least in the trench maybe at night or maybe a moment but and humble just... and humble very humble <laughs> i think i think ryan is describing himself maybe that's why we get <laughs> each other yeah i will say this to sam though before i end my sam uh, my sam sam spiel. sam spiel sam to me uh makes me be more like him so whatever that trait that sam has that shut up and do it Right, I feel like a lot of the work that I always wanted to do, Sam would, I, I would go pick up Sam. We'd go to class and then we'd work out. He'd always be whatever, forty minutes late, and I'd sit in the car. And I don't know how this didn't bother me back in the day. Yeah. I just was just really? like, it was college. Yeah. We just had so much time, right? And we'd go and I pick him up, dude, and he would just be like, oh, get in the car, and he'd be shaking a shake up, like, what's up, man? You're like, oh, just just woke up, <laughs> right? And like, just woke up. And we're gonna go squat five hundred pounds. Like, just woke up, right? It, Yo, it was, Ryan needs hours. So, in the right, I need hours to warm up. On my fragile body, <laughs> the Natty Pro is a fragile guy, <laughs> emotionally and physically. Yeah, dude. Like, Sam is neither. Neither of those things, neither. right? He would go. He would just. He would just go. He's just a tree. <sighs> Give me the weight, right? <laughs> One time, I saw Sam put weight on and he grabbed two 45s at one time and just <laughs> put them on yo that's the other thing and then too. started warming up grab two 45s with two hands and i'm just like 
<laughs> trying to hold, <laughs> trying to hold the damn thing. I think that's the other thing that's misleading too is like pictures versus in person. It's like when you yes. see people in person, they're and especially when they're competing. Sam's they huge. Look ve- Sam is huge. huge. He's huge all the time. <laughs> He's huge. Huge. His skinniest yeah. is huge. Sam. Wow. Sam to me, that timing that we were in each other's life. Sam to me was a carrot that I always try to chase in terms of physical work ethic, and I think I was perfect for him that i was just the best navigator it's like here is the path to success he had the workhorse model and we Mm. just linked up and we just we just both took off until sam hope you're listening to this until you move back to chicago sam i i think i can be again one of the best competitive athletes if I train with Sammy. Yes, I 100% agree. That's one of the things, like me and Ryan just joined a new gym a few months ago before the quarantine and this place is magical. It is amazing. And I I wish the two of them could train there together. They would would destroy that whole place. Uh, Also, side note, Sam's hands are like the size of a plate, like a dinner plate. Sam deserves everything he has. That's amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, he's he's my friend. He's my boy, and I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad he's rocking it. He's so, doing good. He's killing. So just something to keep him. in mind. It is six fifty four. Does that so, mean I'm about to cut off in an hour? So you'll probably cut off in six minutes, technically. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you can either start a new one, or you can you wrap again. up the live. And then... God, I only answered one question. I know. So how many people? How many other questions are there? there I should answer these. Uh, Jake has a. <laughs> oh, they pre-submitted. Jake, I forgot. Right, and then uh, Eric had one. Don had one. I can answer this one real quick. What is a question you wish people asked you guys but don't? Oh. Good questions. Fuck. Good questions. Yeah. I, you feel like people don't ask you good questions? I feel like people don't ask good questions. Mostly Jake? No, I, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, T asks great questions, but I feel like people in general in life don't ask good questions. But not that there are bad questions. Maybe like redundant. No, 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 Maybe no, not that no. There are... I think there are bad questions. Oh, really? I think sometimes people do feel like pressure and they yes. just feel pressure to, to get out of question and then they're nervously asking I, a I bad question. I said this question. on one of the podcasts, right? They're nervously asking a scripted question. Right. Right. I feel like when you have a chance to ask a question, come from, let it come from your heart chakra. Let it come from here. Right. Like yeah. ask a question that you know is for you. Don't, it's a joke right but it's like the asking for a friend question say this is me this right. is what right. i need like a, a real open vulnerable question i wish people asked more of those i mean jake has asked a, fuck, a million of them this is gonna be the whole second part of this, <laughs> this podcast. is the jake episode <laughs> this is a jake cast what, what before we leave this one i will second that and say that i will rise again when we train together until minimal effective volume yeah that's kind of nuts sam has a sam has a kid and he hasn't trained as much as he dude Sam, I'm telling you, I'm getting healthy, man. Whenever you come back, I, I haven't had a consistent training partner since I, since I left. Can you guys move? Can you guys Can please you move, move? Dude? Can you please move? Can you come here? Bring the baby. Bring the wife. Please just move. Are they right now? Uh, St. Louis. Oh, okay. Not too far. St. Louis. Not far, yeah. These are some good questions. Uh, I don't know what I want to do. Do we want to keep going or do we want to jump on an, another life? What do they want? Um, um, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, our live timer is almost up, so we have to start a new... Uh, a room pretty soon um i kind of like the live okay Uh, what do you guys think yeah we'll keep going going. i kind of like the idea of another live why not start a new room yeah okay as the battery's going i'm like halfway down on my phone all right we'll be good we'll answer these questions and we'll wrap it up all right guys we're gonna uh wrap this one up jump right into the next room just so my room has a little time and um we'll keep going we're still podcasting live all right this is a really good question I want to touch on, though. Ooh. From Ian? From who? So, uh, somebody sent this anonymously. 
Oh. And I, I know that they'll listen at some point. Non-fitness question. How do you stop assess- How do you stop obsessively thinking about someone? I have nothing but positive. <laughs> How do you stop obsessively thinking about someone? Oh, I have nothing but positive. Uh, Sorry, someone just said great product placement. Sorry. <laughs> Shout out Hot Butcher. Hey, what's up, homie? Good to see you, man. Uh, that one's a big question. Let me go back to Jake's. Talk. No, ask that question. Uh, you're talking about that. This is a non-fitness question, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How this, do is you, a, this is an anonymous Anonymous. Yeah. How do you stop obsessively thinking about someone? I have nothing but positive feelings for this person, and I know I will never be with this person. However, I am obsessively thinking about this person all the time. I just want the obsessive thinking to stop. Fun fact: That's how I met you, or that's how I like first. You were what? Obsessively what? thinking about me? No, what? but like you, he helped me move through something. Did you think you oh, were not? Oh, yeah. I was like, Ryan, bro, Ryan yeah. helped me get over. Someone. Are you upset that you're not going to be with Ryan because I'm with him? Is this why you keep showing up <laughs> my, here? My chances. What's God. up, Alyssa? How do you? Oh, if, hi. You know, I think that's a good question. And you and talked about priorities. You know, you talked about where you so, wanted okay. your life to go. Apparently, I've answered this question before. How do you obsessively stop thinking about question. someone? If you care to share, what was the exchange that we had some time back? It, it went along the lines of become self-aware of where you want your life to go in the future within like five to ten years. And if that person has a place in that. That worked. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're, we're still friends, but I'm, I'm over. I'm not, I don't feel like I need to be with that person anymore. Huh. So can I ask you a question? Um, and this maybe you don't have to answer it. Do you feel like when you think about this person, this person is like the one that got away in your head? No, I had no. my shot. Okay. And 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 but and then it fizzled out. But like it wouldn't have happened. It, I wouldn't have known had it not right. happened. I guess you know that doesn't answer this guy's question. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So I. So how do you obsessively stop thinking about someone? I would say, how do you obsessively stop thinking about anything unrequited? Right. How do you? Yeah. Right. How do you stop thinking about? Um, Pay attention to what you consume. It takes maturity. I would. I would say. I think you also have to get busy. Your brain has to get busy. Yeah. Like you can't. Back to distractions. Back so, to distractions. It, so this is now a healthy distraction, right? Maybe that means you need to go back to school or something. We actually we watched this Bollywood video. <laughs> Sorry, we watched. We've this. been on a Bollywood spree. <laughs> <laughs> we watched this Bollywood movie where, like, it was a Mary. That's a good one, Tanya. Time. Uh, yeah. How oh, long yeah, is how long is long though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, anyways, we watched this movie where these these couple, this couple was basically having an affair. They were both married, and they felt they were in love with each this, other. Was they this a three and a half hour Bollywood? This movie was we were a three watching? hour movie, and they both ended up getting divorced because they c- came clean about their affairs, and then they went and lived their separate lives. But they told each other for lack oh, of I'm, pressure yeah. that oh we're working on a relationship sorry this is the end of us and then one went on to like move on to toronto and then the other one went on to move to philadelphia i'm like did y'all really have to move like they started new careers and all that stuff so in that sense i get it sometimes do people do need a good distraction in the sense of they feel like they need to start something yeah. new something that is new for themselves and not like you know what it you the know same what old too? stuff that reminds I think, them i think a lot of it is like that's a good i think self-awareness is big I think, and you need to know. So we were we were watching one of these Bollywood movies the other day, uh, and there's this actor who's like the actor, uh, Amitabh, and his son is I don't know his son's name, but anyways, they were doing this Bollywood jig dance, and they're just doing all this dance, and like he's doing like this knee kind of thing, and I was like, wow, like like I was like his legs are so long, and I kept commenting on him like how lanky he looks, and then Canoe looked at me, she was like, are you jealous of tall guys? And I was like, no, no, 
like no dude so this is a true story like right? we've watched like three movies and he keeps talking about these long legs and he's like oh you sure dorky long legs and i'm like what's your deal here's here's, here's a nutty story for you right uh, so there was 10 a- years ago a really tall bitch broke up with him and <laughs> broke his heart <laughs> and, he- <laughs> and he still hasn't gotten over it <sighs> that's why he only dates short people there's now this- there's there's this okay real story there's this uh so i went through high school and i didn't have more or less admittedly i didn't have any issues with dating or asking or confidence that always seemed pretty easy for me i had things that were hard to me but that category always seemed weird and then when i first went to college i was 18 i would meet people from everywhere Mm -hmm. right uh, and I remember this girl told me one time I was talking to her and oh, I was that's like, right. I told you this story? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And there was this girl. I don't even want to say her name. But anyway, she was on my team. Uh, I ran track mm. and she was a jumper like me. And she was tall. She was like, she had to be like five, eleven, Right. And I'm five. Seven, that's tall. Right. She was tall. And like, I just thought she was so beautiful. And mm. I just would just talk to her, talk to her, talk to her. And she's like, You're and she would always call me short. Right. And then, and for some odd reason, because I'd never been called short in, like, I'd never been called short in high school. I never thought much about it, right? Yeah. It's never, it never affected me, more or less, right? Because I think for me, I'm at the cutoff. You're of, at the cutoff. You're not, yes, you're not short. I'm not short. You're at the cu- I'm not short, yeah. right? Like, 5'7 is just like, oh, you're not tall. And it's also like, uh, all right, you're not a tall guy. You're, but, but I'm also not like George Costanza at the same time, right? <laughs> right? You wouldn't look at me and think I'm short. And so, like, dude, it was so weird. It was like, I just realized, I was like, oh, okay. There's a category of people who want tall guys. I'm just disqualified then. Didn't she also say, like, oh, you're cute, but, like, you're too short for me or something along the lines She said a lot of that stuff. But in the end, <laughs> it didn't matter, right? Let's just say that. It didn't matter in the end, right? In the end, it didn't matter because it's, like, you can say all these things that you think you want, but, like, we still had a thing. So, like, what does it matter, right? Mm. Like, what does it really matter? So, like, pe- so I've always felt like people were wrong. Even, like, when I first met Canute, she was so convicted. She was so con- how tell How convicted were you that, like, I was wrong about thinking that i could i'm still convicted <laughs> ryan always says that if we went to high school together that we would be together and i'm like mm, i don't think so but oh. to be honest i've been saying that about ryan i'm like mm, i don't think we're gonna be a thing like even when we first met um what i side note today i've met ryan 10 years and a day ago today Aww, 10 years ten and a day years. ago and i was wearing heels at the time because i was competing and he was very short and i was like and guess what i was doing that never day. with this guy working with another with a client or something? Or? No. No, he came I, to I, show. I worked yeah. an event that day oh. and then yeah. there was a show that day and she was competing. Ooh. Yeah. And I just went after. I didn't want to go. And I remember the meal I had before was my last meal specifically. It was this uh restaurant in Hyde Park you that I know Obama since? used to go to. Oh. And it was these jerk wings and they were terrible jerk wings. Oh. Um and I remember it and I just I always remember that meal. You remember it because of the day you met or Yep. You okay. know how like when some when something It was your last meal before your life turned terribly basically, wrong. Basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And all right, see all you <laughs> <laughs> No, it was seriously like you know like you don't remember a normal day when something is doesn't go off, but like if you see something strange or something odd happens that day, you remember details 
so dr- drastically for that day, right? And you see it in these Bollywood movies. I remember it like it was yesterday, and it's like they go to an hour flashback fifteen years ago. <laughs> Quite <know> the sh- <laughs> flashback. <laughs> a couple side notes, yo. Every time we keep watching these movies, sometimes we're like, "Was that this movie? That initial scene? Like we forgot. We're like, was that? Yeah, from they're this doing. Movie? They're using the they're same just connecting. Scenes. Oh, are they? So they're using the flashbacks. Same. So yeah. these flashbacks, are long like, flashbacks. Oh, and then my father got out of prison. Then they'll just change the name on the prison or something like that. Right? It's good creative work, though. They're using the same stuff over and over it's it's watch bollywood movies if you have michael bay it. got caught doing that in like transformers interesting that's michael bay though i mean his stories alone are just genius. But, but going back to the so what do you think helped you most in that particular situation oh, yeah, going the back to the actual question, question. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, your yeah question i don't know how we got on long how legs, do you stop but... obsessively thinking about someone i have nothing but positive feelings for this person and i know i will never be with this person however i am obsessively thinking about this person all the time I just want the obsessive thinking to stop. I'll be. I'll say something honestly. Hmm. If you couldn't have sex with this person, would you still be thinking about this person? Hmm. Right? Like, I'm be honest. Like, I think about Kunu. It's being my best friend still. Right? It's like, like, I had the like this perspective is real, right? Like, and I think with with the guys and whoever their love is or desire is, right? Whether it be a guy or a girl, would you still want? all of this person all the time if there were no sexual relationship right would you still want to be their best friend so to speak or is that just your lust going crazy out of hand right yeah so i think that's one thing because if that is the case that you this is your like lust dream right like putting posters on the wall about this person that person's going to be rotated in and out right there's always a that new person per- can be replaced that by person's somebody gonna else be replaced. A new lust, yeah. it's always going to be a new, it's always going to be a new poster on the wall there's always going to be the new hot backstreet boy or the something the whoever's in whoever is like the sexual style to be in and to be desired to right so i think if it's a lust thing i think that person just may be the archetype of what you physically crave the most maybe but if it's not yeah what if it's not but if it's not like let's say you were just too young at the time to make that relationship work right let's say that you met this person too i would say with like actually ryan always says it he's like i just met you too young like when we first met it's like he wasn't ready for our current what if you got away 100 percent. oh his life would be shit (laughs) y'all i'll be shit y'all keep 100 (laughs) my life I think if I if I look at my life and I say of everyone I've met that I could be a partner with, she definitely would have I would have looked and been like that was number one, right? I definitely would have been like that was number one. Now, how much impact that has made on my life, I don't know. I can't say it clearly because though she is like number one, I was doing pretty good with or without right it's relativity not, you right, know it dude, goes back but that's to the that. thing it's right like the things that those like we were talking earlier right like my brain and all these things it's like that system would be firing with or without you in fact i only feel like being with her has slowed it down the execution of those and now i need to p- play the long game on it right so instead of just saying like when i was single like i had these ideas and these things i wanted to do and i just fired quickly now i need to just be like okay i still have them but i have this literally other tasks i have to do like be in a human relationship and then do those other things on the side um god this we're just rubbing this question i'm sorry dude the, i'm gonna answer this question if this person how do you stop obsessively thinking about someone if you have nothing but positive feelings for them i don't know i say for me <laughs> i dated this one girl when i was in high school she was uh, a kind of a ghetto girl 
Um, and she was always just say, she was like, I don't know. People don't fuck with me. I don't fuck with them. And it damn sat in my soul. That's yeah. nice. That's and it's just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I think you can have uh, positive thoughts for a person. Kinda and like hope their loss, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And hope the, be- hope the best for their life. But that doesn't mean it should stop you from your agenda of making your best life and your opportunities. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you need to, and I hate to say it, but like, for me as a girl I think the best and I I think this was a guy that asked the question the best thing you can ever do is start to chase your goals either get educated if you're not currently in some form of education system get to work start working on these damn passions and things that you want to talk about get to it because go make your life better because chances are the better your life gets the higher quality people you'll probably what's that one Mm. uh, line to add to that Chris Rock said in that one in that one movie he's like you can always He's like, you can always lose money chasing women, but you can't lose women chasing money, right? Mm -hmm. And vice versa, right? So it's like, if you just stick to what you want to do, stick to your shit, stick to growing, stick to actually being a better person, dude, the options continue to be limitless, Mm -hmm. right? And that's the thing that I found interesting, like from being single for so long, presented at least publicly as like a figure of singleness. And now I'm sort of like in solidarity with my partner. I cannot believe how much more offers and attention and attraction I get being in a relationship now. It's because they know they can't have it. I think it's a mix of that. And it's like now I've proven that I can actually do the next step, too. Right. Mm -hmm. Because like I think a lot of a lot of dating early on is potential dating. It's like, oh, they seem like. They can do this, but a right? quality husband. But a quality is husband that's already doing it. A fuck boy is very right. available. It's always available. But a quality husband. But is I'm very proving it day in day out. Right. I'm on these damn stories, cooking food and shit. I'm watching <laughs> these damn Bollywood. I'm doing it. I'm jokes, and it's just like, damn, that's actually. I. It's like I want to. I want to hire that talent for myself. But I'm like, no, no. I'm happy at the company I'm with right now. I'm getting paid <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> So, side note, um, I feel like we haven't heard from you, Victor, in like a minute. But I know. we were going on a walk the other day, and I l- turned to him, and I said, man, can you imagine that, um, like, you know, if me and Ryan would have broken up and just never made made things work again, like, I definitely, he would have been the one who got away from me, and I would have been the one who got away from him. Yeah. And I think, I like. I would have never admitted it. Yeah, all right. And I, actually, you would have only talked about it for another 50 years, because if we look at, anyway. It's like my dad. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to say that. <laughs> Still talking about my mom. I'm like, nigga, what? Move on. What are you talking about? My mom, she ain't thinking about you. She's not In fact, about she's you. laughing at you. In fact. Damn. I really didn't want to say that. My pops, man. But anyways. Shout out to you. PD. <laughs> but anyways, when we were going on the walk, I was like, man, I was like, do you realize that you are, for some people, the one who got away, and I am, for some people, the one who got away, and mm-hmm. those people probably exist, and yeah. like, I... I don't think about that. You know what I mean? Like we don't think about them because yeah. mine didn't get away. I'm with I read mine. this. I read this thing very long ago about uh, like mammalian selection, right? It's like this is very brutal, not in the human dating sense, but like alpha one, if I'm talking about like mating selection, tries to find alpha one. If alpha one is not available, then they go to alpha two, alpha three, alpha four, beta one, beta two, beta three, beta yeah. four, right? And they, you try to match with your highest selection right so i think bringing back the not me not being a tall guy thing right if i saw like the girl who everyone i bartended so it's like like my older brother actually told me this a long time ago he was like he was like never go for the best looking girl in a bar he was like because like 
everyone's all the a all fellow a1 a2s a3s can go for that right like when you can have a gambit of b1s a5s you know what i mean like your selection can be a little better off so i think for this guy in this question maybe self-awareness he wants an a1 an a2 right he wants a top breeding mammal whereas he may be i don't know the dude he may be a c5 a c1 i i don't know i don't know what this guy ranks but me i know i'm not no a1 i know i'm not the rock dwayne john i know that right so i'm not gonna be mad that fucking chloe kardashian won't hit me back on my dms right which is weird these guys in their dms i see with a lot of these girls they're like they get so mad 100 oh my goodness 100%. what is that what is also this? lots of indian guys are always indian sliding guys, in your dms you're indian so i wanted you to say it but what is that about indian, <laughs> i like, I like indian that you guys. didn't want to comment on your dad and you didn't no. want to say anything yeah i get a lot of dms from you're the most beautiful thing i've ever seen and, and, like, if, Dang. You and if you don't reply yeah They'll, they'll just keep just responding for like a year. Dude, it's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts what women are going through with But DMs fortunately, in the Facebook world, they just kind of go in your like weird DMs, like the Hello, other category. Beautiful. How are you beautiful? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is kind of weird. But I mean, that's kind of what it's like out there. So I would honest. say this. If you can be clear with yourself and self-identify with yourself, and if you're like, all right, I'm a B2. I rank B2, beta 2. Then let me find a B2 or up. Because... I know. Also, nobody talks to themselves that way, though. Yeah, no, I do. I wonder if the opposite B2 is going to think that they can reach for an A5 or whatever. Uh, you let me know? Tell you, and then you'll never match. Let <laughs> me tell you how this relationship happened. You right? know what I mean, you? Let, yes. All right. I was, at the time in my life that I met Canute, a C1 with mad A1 potential. <laughs> and she was, like, already low A. And I was like, I, I, I want to, I want to, I want to. She's like, eh, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. But, dude. She bet on my potential. I bet on where she currently was and is, right? I still think she's high rank. I think she'll see she's high desirable. Mammalian wise speaking. Because a bitch fine. I don't know if y'all know. Okay. Live. I don't know if you can see me clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, that was a crazy comment. I get dudes asking me to kick them in the face just for the smells. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, what the fuck, Jake? Oh, oops. Didn't mean the kid. Dude, <laughs> Jake, you are drunk, dog. <laughs> Any plans up, to compete Chris? anytime soon? Chris, let me tell you about my plans to compete, dude. I'll be honest with you. I feel so internally satisfied uh, with any goal that I ever had to get on the platform. I feel like the only thing for me to do next is to go back and beat Sam Okinola, right? Like, go back and beat my best friend, competitor, or my only goal in powerlifting would be to go back and sacrifice what these dudes had. So... Do I think I'll ever go back and be a competitive athlete again? No, not on the stage anytime soon. But I will say that that same manicness that I had with competing, I have now towards this business. Like 2020, something snapped in me where I just woke up and I was just like, I want to be as good as I can be at the business side for probably this next decade of my life. So I don't know, man. I don't think I'll ever be that young athlete with that figure i was i just don't want it as much because i did it right and it's just like the second time around is not as good i've always admired people who can go be eight time mr olympia or six time champion after i do it once i just never feel pulled to do that again i feel like i can take the same energy and effort um and go be good at something else so yeah maybe i'll never become a master at anything so to speak but yeah time spent trying to be good at as many things for me 
I think it's better than repeating a, a world title three or four, five times over. Yeah, so. I, I agree. Also, when you're good at something new for the first time, that's it's a exciting. new and totally different it's a high. Hook. It's exciting. It's a hook. It, and I think you love that. And so I think that's why you and I both, sometimes it's like we hit ceilings in yeah. our currently perfectly fine careers and we're just like, oh, is this it for me? Is yeah. this all I'm going to be? That's the specialized yeah. generalist. You're going to move on to Absolutely. something else yeah. and master something else. And so this is the thing. Like In my head, I'd like to lie to myself and I'd like to tell myself that I am a specialist. I think in my head, my ego says like, oh no, you're a master of this. And you." In my head, I like to think I'm Japanese good, but I'm not. I'm not that good, right? I get good enough to be top three. And then I look at like first place, I get to meet him, her, and I'm just like, oh, okay, looks good. I'll see you later. Like, I'm gonna go start a new venture for the next seven years. I think for me, I only have so much youth. I only have so much time to be, all in for so many things and when i look back on my life um i would like to get to know the my work ethic through many lenses not just through a stage right i saw this post today from one of the guys i lost to when i competed in 2018 um he basically came on stage and he didn't like destroy me or anything but he beat me and i saw the amount of effort that he put into beating me and then i saw he posted something today and he was like on his lunch break. He looked like he worked at like a, a soup kitchen or something. I don't know. And he was like, he put weights in his trunk and a bench in his car. And like he brought him out the car and he was lifting. And I was like, yeah, yeah do you deserve, you deserve to beat me. Like I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Right. So it's like, if you're willing to do that and that's what the new game takes, count me out, dude. I, I don't, I don't want to compete at that level. The reason why I was so good at competing when I did compete is because I was willing to do I was willing to beat anybody at any level. And now I just don't have that heart for competing. Uh, but I do have it not on stage competing, but I do have it for obviously Chris, you've been working with me for a while, dude. Like I, I think I'm one of the best coaches. I gotta be honest. I think I'm stellar at what I do. Right. So I'm competing for this and that energy is going there. And now I think more, uh, yeah, more towards that. What was, you gotta piggyback on that. What was the biggest takeaways from working with Cliff? Uh, the biggest takeaways working with Cliff was carbs. When I work with Cliff, I just don't think I ate enough carbs. Um, and I think his approach works for some athletes. Um, his extremist approach is good for some people. But I think for me, and I actually talked to Berto about this when we had, we did something a while ago and we sat and Berto's very flexible and loose, Alberto Nunez. And he said, dude, he was like, just work with me next time. He was like, it's, we'll do it, we'll do it, whatever, right? Cliff works very well with the regimented set of A-type type ways. Uh, and I think the biggest takeaway with Cliff was everything that uh, I'm not in terms of A-type, low-carb, extreme and body stuff, type, body type things, right? So I learned a lot of what I'm not, I think, working with Cliff. Um, but I did get, I think, leaner than I've ever got working with Cliff. And I've learned that for me and my physique, um, leanness only isn't isn't isn't, isn't it yeah isn't it isn't i think that. that's the thing that was so good about you when you did compete right if we're talking back to uh, 2011 12 something the like that the fullness that, that I the brought. fullness that you brought right. along with being shredded or lean what's crazy is that i feel that f fullness coming back now yeah. right like i finally feel like as big as i did then and it's just because like oh my carbs like my protein isn't at like 280 or right. something it's just that like who knows the 180 grams probably or something like that it isn't much but um oh wow yeah well yeah, Wilco is a low carb guy too yeah yep absolutely him and cliff uh do a lot of the um same type of stuff so it works for some people but doesn't work for me man so 
Good question, dude. Check in on Wednesday and make sure we don't hit 190. <laughs> we got to we got to make sure that we don't hit that 190 ceiling. Um um so what's another question you had? Yeah, so thank you, man. So a few another question we have um this is actually a pretty good one. If you can build the best athlete possible, what attributes slash characteristics would you give the athlete? Um, I think just create Sam. Just yeah, create Sam Okanola. Sam Okanola, get like, on. There you go. Get on here and just look at Avatar <laughs> Sam. <laughs> we need someone good at football. Great, we got one right yeah, in the so, back. Sam Okanola. Uh, I think if I could build the best athlete possible, what attributes characteristics would you give the athlete? So I think every athlete has a different archetype, right? And it's like you can turn on with how you coach them. You can turn on the best of them trying to do those different things. So like I would say the number one thing for an athlete is genetic, good genetic longevity, right? So it's Mm -hmm. like if you in your lifetime with this, I don't know, let's say you, uh, you're, you're, you play baseball and you have to do like this a lot you're a pitcher victor his arm might be able to do this 30 billion times in his lifetime my arm the part the labrum might be able to do it 70 billion times that's purely genetic there's a lot of techniques and mechanics into obviously but how you can sustain a body part right for some odd reason lebron james had his first injury like what last year from Mm -hmm. high school right so for some odd reason uh sustainability i think is is a real big thing and it's not so much of where you start but it's so much of how much can you develop uh from where you are without getting injured that really seems to be the name of the game um and then the other thing i would say is just an ability to make the sport your own right at some point you can coach and coach somebody but they've got to be able to get out there and michael jordan it and kobe it right you can't be coached every step of the way a person has to be willing to make the game there so so another one jake just said okay the booty man got to work on that booty. You need you need it basically to be athletic and everything, which is interesting. Jake, because his friend, Jake? his friend Jake. Um, Wait, what? His friend, yeah, your friend Jake. <laughs> yeah, dog. We're talking about two Jakes here. Oh my god. Oh yeah. no, no, we're not talking about the other Jake. Yeah, yeah. Jake was the, your friend. Jake is the one who sent the kiss emoji to it. And by the way, he said those kisses were for you. So oh, oh, oh. that's nice. If Very you nice, too, Jake. <laughs> uh, but that, but that Jake, he uh, he is right because like I look at Ryan's glutes and I'm like, you're so. My butt is huge. It's thick. You guys want to see my butt? Thick boy. Y'all, it's huge. Thick boy. And the thing is, in real life, it's (laughs) so much bigger. He's going to drop his pants. No, Uh, it's so much bigger in real life. Now, now, bounce a little. There's a a jiggle to it. That's that's for the fans only. (laughs) 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 That's the only fans account. Yo, no, but for real, he's so strong because of his glutes. And his glutes go up to like his back. My glutes go up to my... lumbar Neck. like now <laughs> now are you a believer of like hip thrusts and stuff like hip thrusters so this is the other thing right it's like would you ask michael jordan like well are you a believer of ply much he's like i don't know just jump i don't know right i'm so gifted posteriorly that i've dude my brother's an olympic triple jumper right yeah. like yeah. i have yeah. never really trained goose a day in my life mm. yeah Right, I just they've just been huge. You know what? And that's the thing. It's like even actually no. If you look at all the males in your family, if you look all at the males Deontay, in my family, if you look their at butts his, are if you up look to, at up to their neck. If you look at his nephew, his butt is just like I'm like yeah, butt is so big. You're, You're seven eight. years old, and you know what Why he you says? Got this big old ass. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you thick at an eight year old boy? <laughs> <laughs> and I tell him too. Like when I see him, I'm like, you got a big butt. He's like, I know. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like Elmo with a huge butt. <laughs> I know. 
Yeah, but for real. But it's true with your, both of your brothers too. And even though Troy is not a, a big guy, his, his butt, his butt look, is his huge butt, lean. If you if you were to say like what like everyone knows your glute is your biggest muscle, but if you were to look at my brother's total body mass versus butt mass, his it do it's like 38 40% of his body, mm. right? It's mostly that muscle is doing a lot of work, yeah. dude. It's he's so, got a lean butt, but it's still so yeah, butt. I like the hip thrust stuff, and I would say that if you're struggling uh, with knee issues or IT band issues, right? It's probably your butt. Okay, yeah. Quad issues. It's pro. It's probably your butt. Actually, Shell just jumped in here, dude. She she, she has been doing box squats. Basically, you do a squat where you sit on the where you use your heels only, right? And you sit down and you kind of just try to use your heels the best you can and then she finally squatted 135 the other day and we were like rejoiced she was like i don't feel any knee pain like nobody oh yeah. right because it's like with knee pain you have just like this anterior quad yeah doing all the yes. work yeah. right yeah. like you gotta i hate to say turn on the glues but like you have to get the basically how a muscle moves is called motor unit recruitment right like you have to recruit more muscles right to work right so you could do like this and say all right victor i'm gonna give you this and try to bring it to your face as much as you can and maybe i'm making up an arbitrary number maybe you're like all right seventy thousand units today you have trained right strength is how do i recruit more motor units to do more work mm. right and then they get to a point where it's like we've recruited all the things that we can neurologically to do work the only next step if we want to get stronger is to add muscle is hypertrophy mm. right which is how I've made my living, tying mm-hmm. strength and hypertrophy together. Like they're both both one and the same. And how to merge those is essentially what I've done. If in case you don't know what I do. That's <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, I think I put the two, the two together. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it essentially. So yeah. Big butts. Very big very butts. Important. And I saw a video check in she did and I was like, Yo, her butt looks big. She's looking juicy. <laughs> so whatever he's doing is working. Oh she's she, looking thick. Yeah, she she had um that box squat video and yeah. she had a um what, I don't, is, I what do you call a shirt that's cut off? Crop right? top. Crop top. A crop top. Yeah. And I think right? it was cro- I think it was crop tops and shorts. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Hello. Canute's oh. checking you out, dude. Oh. You no. got you got and you got a little serratus. I see you. <laughs> a little serratus popping through. I see you. She you got a little cute? bit of that. Yeah. Looking good. No, she's doing good. I'm so happy for her. She's been working. She she um man, talk about ups and downs of an athlete. She's gotten through all of them, right? So much to the point that it seems like Every time we get a new one, I'm like, this is it. Like, it's fucking, it's impossible. Like, we're not figuring out this problem. And then we figure it out somehow. And I'm like, whoa, that was lucky. I don't know how I figured that one out. But it's been, it's been good. It's been challenging. It makes the job fun. Um, man, what else do we got on Jenna? We got a few more Jakes. Jake one, not Jake two. Did, um, did somebody out? was there, wasn't there another question that was interesting? Or were there? Uh, talking about ass, I'm scrolling up. Tanya, <laughs> ass comments. Uh, it's all in the hips. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you guys have any live questions for no, us? No, I have or? one. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Let me get, well, actually, if you have one, ask one and yeah. we'll, we'll get it. Um, um, I think I have one more. I talked to Gianna earlier in the week and she's How's actually she starting a podcast tomorrow, her first episode. She just got all the equipment in the mail and she's super excited. And That's she wanted exciting. to ask um, any any tips for, for, for starting a podcast. Gianna, if you're listening. I feel like that's a you question, isn't it? Yeah, that's a Victor that's question. That's a Victor question. Victor, step up, man. Yeah, man, what's up? That's Victor has produced. Look at the studio, y'all. This is Victor. Oh, hey. 
This ain't me. I did none of this work. I literally was like, here's some money. Let me talk. I'm not joking. That's exactly that's exactly how it went. That's exactly how it went. I don't know. I think if you have something interesting to say, equipment is just like the secondary part of Absolutely. it. And right content equipment is Equipment is the tool. And so it can be as simple as a cell phone, which is the very first thing I started yeah, with. And yeah. you know, it, it decide if you want to be a solo podcaster and you have that much to talk about. I'm sure Ryan can pull that off. Um, but if you Mm-hmm. wanted to use that opportunity as a you have the use, good voice for it too someone just said use, yeah. oh thank someone you someone said your vi- your voice Ooh. silky oh. you oh. know what helps hearing your voice is these headphones yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, and the reason for the headphones is because the guest would just be too far too yeah, far too away far back, and this is yeah. like you know direct feedback but i think know. the thing that probably stands out with you and i've said this before <laughs> <laughs> i've said this before it, <laughs> he said that one for himself <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um i i think uh I've said this before in a podcast is that you genuinely are so interested. He's really interested. Right. Like someone yeah. literally in the last podcast, I'm not last podcast, last live was like, I yes. love how, I love how Victor so intently listens. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know how he does that. Someone shit. said that here too, oh, right? Yeah, Vic, yeah. You listen. Dude, you legit listen. Dude, people talk and I literally am like, I cannot wait. I cannot wait, wait for, for it to be, be over. Uh, you know what? Literally. You know what's crazy? I literally cannot wait for this to be over. For me, I feel like I'm like so excited for their sentence to end when I have when I have something to add. I'm like, <sighs> yeah, that's canoe. Yeah, and I only I learned that while podcasting. Before yeah. I was a podcaster, same same issue. I'm super excited about the conversation that I would finish their sentences. Yeah, and I would cut them off. Uh, yep. You know what? You know what? You know what she does well. When I at least from what I got from your podcast, she listens well and she does this thing that I think is to me like the ultimate in like a therapeutic trait she listens and she does this thing she says mm-hmm mm-hmm it just nods and does not and then says something of value so it's like she listens 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 adds value and to me that's just like ugh, you know she's a mom right like you only get that skill from like listening 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 mm-hmm. it's like it's such a motherly touch to me right and i think that's what ironically oprah has it's like listening 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 and then putting a hand out there and saying something so i think if you can do a podcast based off of your strengths not being cheesy using the word strengths as a catch-all but genuinely i don't know not trying to be some personality or a gimmick or trying to act through it like just being who you are i think that's i think that'd be the best way and i think she's in the thing to be in you you're an owner of a beauty shop Mm -hmm. in beauty and fitness in terms of instagram goes it's it's it it's it yeah that is instagram more or less that's what's keeping the instagram world going more or less so um jake remmer question (laughs) all right so there's the question one was how about creating desirable difficulty and finding the sweet spot we answered that along those lines do you find it's best to just dive into the deep or take some sort of progressive overload approach towards finding that sweet spot? Well, that's the second part of the question. Is that... Uh, With finding that, that desirable difficulty... Does that, is that... Oh, okay. Do you find it's best to just dive in or take a progressive overload? Progressive overload defined as, in the training term, uh, do you sub-maximally do 80% of your work capacity? Well, you don't always do your one, one rep max, right? But can I be honest? I think for Jake, yeah. since Jake is particularly asking you. the question, it depends on who I you think are. if you were to take Jake and he mentioned his sheltered life and childhood or whatever, if you take Jake and be like, I'm just a claw and I'm going to drop you off in New York, mm. I feel like that would almost be better because it'd mm. be like fucking swim, swim, Jake, like 
you're in the deepest of it now learn how to swim i believe in jake i think he could he could but i think um sometimes what jake cast sometimes i think when you take little baby steps it's like you're almost kind of like one foot in one foot out you're kind of reserving some security you're kind of having some just go in for certain personality types. Yeah. I think Jake would probably benefit from that. But so Jake I, moved to New York. I think he'll be good. But I think if he moved... Or to I, the city. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so I don't know. For, for for him particularly, since we do know him, I think it would be better if he jumped in and had... Honestly, I mean, I coach him. And had someone who believed in him on the jump in, right? Yeah. So like I've dived in and been all in. And I've always had a support system. Like I don't. I think didn't buy the camera until you believed in me. Wow, so it's nuts. That's yeah. crazy, nuts. dude. That's a real thing, right? The first person, like it's like the I, uh, Einstein Emerson thing we talk about a lot. It's like Einstein had these ideas and no one believed it, right? It was nuts. Yeah. yeah. And until the second person was right. like, the no, apostle, no, yeah. no, right? Like you need that first apostle. Yeah. Like you need Paul to be like, no, I'm going to build this church. Christ is not so crazy, right? I'm actually this is actually some has some merit to it. So, um, good one, Jake. The more I learn, second one, the more I learn about different topics, the most it seems like everything plays by the same universal rules. Whew, this is from Full Metal Say that Alchemist. one more time. Say that one more time. The more I learn about different topics, the most it seems like everything plays by the same universal rules. Training, stress management, relationships, business, etc. 100%. Progressive overload, volume is key. Take a deload when you need it. Some variation, but not too much. Finding the twenty percent of the stuff that gets you eighty percent of the results. Pareto oh, principle. Pareto. Yeah, Pareto <laughs> principle. Monitor, monitoring only a few KPIs and so on. What do you guys think? Yes. I th- th- you can said I this? stop yeah, it? Yeah, you said yeah. this earlier. About, yes. Yeah. But you can know all the fucking principles, and the principles don't matter unless you just go yeah. and fucking apply them. But you said this earlier yes. about about y- during your prep. You know, your prep has set you up for success, and the rest of your you know in every other aspect of your life. Kind of. It's failing me today. <laughs> it's failing me today. But yeah, I think principles are important. I, honestly, everybody knows the fucking principles. And I feel like the people who know the principles the most are the ones that are not participating. So, so I, and I so, think this but why here's, prep was so, so good for okay. Jake. I'm sorry, so, But ahead. here's why I think prep is good for, for people like Jake. And so I think that everyone knows the principles, right? Everyone hears the rules. Everyone sees the rules. And it rationally is accepted. It's like, oh, this makes sense. I should do this. But I think there is a big difference. Like, okay, for instance, I know that if I ever have children one day, I should be patient. I should listen. I should be loving. I should do that. And I accept it. Like, okay, I should do that. I know the rules. Just because I know the rules doesn't mean I've practiced the rules, right? right? I think putting them into practice and living them is substantially different than just knowing the code and saying like, okay, this is what I'm going to do, right? So, I think that the more you can accept, ironically enough, everything in life is the same, the weir- the weirder, like, this this odd tragedy kind of sets in, too. Because it's, like, you see that, like, shit, that's just it, right? Like, dude, I, I am so always disappointed when, I think we talked about this last, one of these podcasts, or maybe together, like, I wish the world was more deeper, was deeper than it was. Oh, my God. I wish it was actually complex and beautiful. Right? I wish it was the art that People I saw. People are searching for, for that, but They're the truth sh- is right it's here. Fuck, it's simple. Right? It's not that complex, right? The the Life is Knut Sharafi. You bang, bang, bang. You hit the fucking hammer. <laughs> and then she comes back with a fucking sack of money. Like, hey, look what I got. And I'm over here drawing Picassos. And the world's like, here's three pennies. Like, go get a real job. Right? It's like... 
I wish it were art. I wish it were deep. I wish it were more You're meaningful. Ser- we're searching for that needle in the haystack, but yeah. the, it's just the haystack. It's just know? the haystack. <laughs> it's you not that move deep. The fucking haystack. Right? And I think part of it is accepting that there's a sadness and that everything Jake said, it's like, yeah, amen, church, hallelujah. But like, are you going to live by that? That's it until we're 100 years old, right? I think the living of it is a little sad because I think we watch so much movies and music right. and we feel moved and we yeah. see all these you must, scenes. You must... People must need to watch all these movies because everyone is craving stuff like that, yes. right? Because if the world we're, is more hammer and nail, more right, yeah. you want it we to be more of that. More. That's why I think these Bollywood movies are so sad and beautiful mm, and extreme. dramatic and extreme yeah. because it's drama. Like, we all are like, drama. yeah, we all kind of want that, right? But I, I think that's the thing. It's like the real world is this world. To find the love real that's world is this world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's the thing, right? Like, how do you embrace that knowing that the real world, the thing that matters most, yielding the most return is this? But you can't, and I, that's the thing I've been struggling with too. It's mm. like, I actually had this conversation literally this morning with Canoe, mm-hmm. right? I was talking about this podcast, talking about everything. Like, dude, I know that if I take my shirt off, right, and I just flex, and I just say something about, I don't know, some workout I'm going to do, I know the amount of attention it can get. I know the amount of money it can get. Like, I know what it can do. But I'm here with you two trying something new trying mm-hmm. something different giving hours into this yeah right investing into this and it's not yielding me the same return as that would right yet that's yet. what canute keeps saying yet. Is yet oh cool yet. that's what she keeps saying is yet yeah and i'm just like oh, well what am i doing right? so and th- so this is the thing right it's like it's back to what kind of what jake was saying it's like i know the rules dude i know the rules i, I know they're tried and true Pareto principle uh progressive overloading Sticking to the same thing, managing relationship, but taking a deal load when you need it. Some variation, but not too much. Like, I know all these rules are the thing, but it's like, that's not what I would like to feel. I would like to feel a fantasy, right? Mm. I would like to get on this microphone. I would like to talk, and I would like to be like, I would just like it Gather to. Gather around. I would right. love that. Yeah. I would love that, right? But yeah. I, but I know, but I know the bread and butter thing, right? And it's like, in some odd ways, it's like, Life without the art to me is boring, but I know art is also a uh, a luxury, mm. right? At the same time, right? Which is why Sam is a fantastic bodybuilder because there's he just says, "Gross." He's artless. Press. He's yeah. artless, artless, and he's full of work. He's like a perfect. Uh, he's like a perfect Stalinist. <laughs> Stalinist Russian, right? He's perfect. So how do you become like a Kanye then? Where like the so art I, I, I is so think, esoteric that but people so fuck with it, you know? It's, it's I think you are your mm. brain is born however it's b- yeah. born. Like a Sam's a Sam's brain was born that way, and I know that because I am a lesser version of that, right? Yeah. And so I think, and this is why I I get so frustrated with Wyan, and I'm like, why are you tripping, dude? Like you know if you are if you are hardworking, and I said this this morning, I'm like the recipe for life doesn't matter if you're just hardworking eventually enough people will listen where people will be like yes give me more art right so Beyonce didn't put out lemonade when she was 15 18 no one wanted to hear that shit then people just wanted to hear but I also think it takes time but I also think you have to get to the point where people want to come to you sort of as like the wisdom seeker right and I think this is sort of the issue with a lot of people trying to build followings and they don't initially I think part of the problem is that like they see the end game of of, of, of a following or teacher is that it's like, oh, this person spews out information, right? So it's like people come to me because I can talk. Like the email I did before when you just walked in the room, uh, it was a pretty complex question. It was about clustering reps. It was about 
knee sleeves belt i answered it like i didn't even think about it like i've put in my 10 years in that game right i'm a master in educating people health and fitness it's so easy to me it doesn't challenge me like it doesn't give me any new feeling what i'm chasing is a feeling of something new is a feeling of something exciting so you got to do what you got to do to pay the bills while you're experimenting right yes i got to do what i got to do to pay the bills so and here's where it becomes into this weird divide cashing in right mm. so what we talked about earlier like when do i cash in when do i cash in the, like you, it's like you, dude if you flip I have your a, perspective this is you cashing in because it, it allows you the the opportunity to experiment okay <laughs> <laughs> let me finish I would, not let me finish that was a very good point I'll, I'll respond to that uh i can experiment but at the same time i think it still may be too early for me right and i think for a lot of people who create content or want to put stuff out there on the internet it they are ready to get to who their true self is like one of my favorite rappers j cole he always says play the game to change the game Mm -hmm. right beyonce easy example she spent her first 20 years on i don't think you're ready for this bootylicious on to the left to the left on shit right just good stuff kanye gold digger Mm -hmm. um all this stuff you don't do kanye has finally been like i'm done with that i'm done pleasing you i want to do what i want to do 100 percent. because he also has the luxury to do that now okay. and okay he had now has earned his luxury to do that 100 percent. and people still fuck with him and people yes. still fuck with him so yes. me i don't think that i've earned that luxury yet mm. i think that mm. i still have dues left in fitness before i'm just like i'm done with this like i'm ready to talk about other things right it's like i think about fitness arnold yes right? right right that's the crazy thing to me about arnold is arnold is so he's so far from the lifting of the weights yeah. and everyone accepts him for it right but and like no one it's like almost like no one's seeing this even after his fuck-ups and we still love him for the weights weight lifting is a weird fitness and fitness is weird to be in so i feel like i'm just like all right dude let me double down on my fitness stuff and it's given me so much it changed okay. my life yeah. like let me just keep doubling down on fitness stuff and to keep giving to the community um and then one day when i decide i'm done i'll be done because i gotta be honest like i'm so ready i'm so 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 ready to move on to other things and if people ask why don't you move on to other things is because like i have to for the sake of my goals play out my mastery fully That's interesting like this is the first first thing where i've reached a level of mastery where i can't just be like okay i'm ready to go right like with this coaching thing with this content creating thing like yeah. this is the first thing where i'm like no 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 i've reached mastery and i need to sit in it for probably another seven years right wow and yeah. give and, and give this and teach and be a teacher of this for years to come although i'm ready to go and move on selfishly to other things yeah i feel like it's some weird divine mission of mine that i kind of need to just keep giving away and, and and plugging in this thing you know the best i can at least so yeah, That's okay. yeah. And, I, and i think like when he was talking about this this morning and i was just so black and white with it and i was like yeah but it's not that yet so why are we fantasizing about that and you need to play both parts you need to make gold digger and you need to make the new stuff that yeah. Kanye. you know what i mean yeah. like you need to do both things um and part of that is financial goals too but part of that right. is like you gotta you Pay gotta do dues, the yeah. you gotta do the work yeah. that your business provides like and sometimes it's like i sometimes it's like i have clients that are so are much older and they've been working with me for 10 years or so and sometimes they're like can you just can we go for a walk today and it's like okay and it's like you can't be above going for walks l- like yeah. I, I i fully am delusionally uh i'm full of myself right like i think like i'm like there's so much more i have to the to offer to the world and i really truly believe that i have so much i feel like i haven't even started yet but am i above that walk 
absolutely not. Yeah. You're a, you have kept my lights on for 10 years, dear client. Like, I am not above this walk. How dare I be? You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me keep putting in my time. Let me keep putting in my time. And I'm so grateful that I still can. But um. So yeah. I think that was the thing. I think the synopsis of kind of like where we, our, our conversation ended today, it was just that I'm not being patient enough. Right. I need to continue giving yeah. in fitness. I need to keep. Con- I love it. Con- yep. Continue not giving. Not just paying the bills, but like it's not that just aspect. right. I, I need that. I need like I'm just not ready to I'm just like, although I feel like there are things I'm ready to do and move on with. I still need to see it out to the end. Yeah. Right. I still need to see this all the way out to the end. So, yeah, it's and that's the thing is it's not very hard for me. Right. To learn new things of fitness. It's actually interesting to me. Right. It's just that. It's not screaming at the top of your lungs passionate. Mm. It's the the law of diminishing returns has kicked in mm. for everything that I okay. do in fitness from here on out. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess let's see how far we can. But I think that's good news for the people. I hope so for, for my clients. Absolutely. At least. We said that. I think we said this two days ago. It's like, you know, when the best retires, it's like, it's so sad. sad. It's like sad. even like the best surgeon retires, it's always sad. It's like, oh, Dr. So-and-so used to do the best. He was the best. best. He, he used the, to do the best. He was the best dentist oy, oy for the vague. kids. And, he was yeah. the best. So, yeah. yeah. And I think that's the other thing too. It's like the fitness industry, health industry, whatever you want to call it, has given so much to me that I'm like, yeah. oh, I got to keep giving it. So, And, and I, I don't and, feel like and, I have given it everything. And the thing is, it's like, I'm waiting for the day for me to give like a big something to fitness and then it's like okay i feel like i gave my last let me go but every time you do that big last one and you give to fitness it's like wait 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 wait, wait. i got something in my trunk for you and then it gives you like a gift right back like 10 times more like you're healthy you feel great like you meet new people you love people like you make a good living like you have a good you and it's just like fitness the industry to me if you live on the right side of it it is literally the the gift that keeps giving like tenfold like if you stick with it, if you do it right, it keeps. It's almost like a trap of goodness, right? Yeah. It's like Jesus Christ. Is it? That's what it is. It's Jesus Christ. It's so good. It's a savior. Like it is so good to you if you do well by it. So, yeah, we're on this kind of verge again, Knut and I today, and this is always a big sign. We started eating salads again for lunch, and every time we start eating salads again for lunch, we're just like. Here it goes. Like, and you know what's crazy? Every time you're like, oh, I feel so grateful to be embarking this healthy, full on healthy. Eating a salad. Please tell everybody what eating a salad means to us. Eating a salad means we're embarking again on a flawless day to day exercise regimented. Like I always yeah. work out and do stuff, but right. like the regimented stuff that for some reason salads is always that marker of success. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. I have no idea what. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 And every time, and every time we get back in the habit, like literally every time it turns on again, you're like, everybody should be eating a salad every day. Like, why would anybody not eat a salad? And it just, it feels so, it just, and it's not the salad, but it's just the salad and then the water intake and then you're counting macros and then you're doing cardio and then it's just like, like the chain, like the machine just starts to warm up again. And you're just like, this is the best machine there is. Mm, Like, Yeah. You feel internally great. And also, I think we've talked about it. Like all, though there's so many ways of, so many different categories of success, but I feel like when you feel at your athletic best, at your athletic healthiest, nothing like it. Yeah, there's nothing there's like nothing it. You're nothing rich. Like there's it. no wealth you like feeling healthy. feel yeah. Unstoppable. There's no wealth like feeling. You feel healthy. unstoppable. No, that's what the juicing guy says too. He lives on Jack Lane? No, uh, Nick Boscovich from High Vibe. Oh, oh. That, that, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, peop- I'm not a food nut though. That people who are food nuts, I can't imagine how good they must feel, right? Because I never eat great. Like there are people who eat fresh, but like I ne- like those. No, you the- eat you eat pretty good. I I would say I probably eat better when we're really in our groove. Right. But 
yeah, like we aren't, you know, like we don't go vegan, vegetarian, like we don't go that down that route. But, um, but that's because I, I don't know, I feel like so great at my 80% yeah. healthy that I'm like, yeah, this is why would yeah. I need to go to 100? You yeah. know what I mean? So, yep. anywho. Let me answer this last question. Cool. We're at 147, by the cool. way. Cool. All right, this is the last one. Of course, a fitness question. <laughs> I follow you for about eight years. What changed? What changed from you bodybuilding shape to my dietary training perspectives? So what? What changed from your bodybuilding shape from your body to your body now? What's different in nutrition and training? Uh. That's a good question. Hmm. Um, so when I, when I was bodybuilding, I, I started bodybuilding out of a track. I ran track and field. Um, and my body was primed to move, I think, coming from track. I was dynamic, static, stretching all the time. Uh, and I just think when you have an athletic foundation, bodybuilding is fairly easy. Um, so I think if I look at my life over time, what changed, nothing really drastically changed. And I think this is what I'm starting to reintroduce now is that I went from um track and field athletically stuff keep doing athletic stuff i was sprinting and doing bodybuilding uh and then when i got the powerlifting that was kind of when it really was like my diet wasn't as good as it should be uh and uh i just wasn't moving that great i was only moving in three planes of movement i was pressing horizontally i was standing up and i was hip hinging i was doing a deadlift more or less um if i had to say what changed i think age changes you i think Injuries is a big one, right? So I think if you look at any of my body parts uh, that have not been as good, I say they're the ones that have been injured more or less. Um, and that's just, you see that with a lot of people who have knee issues or quads never look the same and stuff like that. And then it's also, I think it's the same thing with um, shoulder injuries, labrum tears and things like that. So for me, um, I think it was a matter of, I just wasn't interested in there were times where I literally didn't even look in the mirror, right? I just want, I just focused on like how good my lifts were. Like all that mattered to me was just seeing the lifts, like seeing the lifts move very well. Um, but I don't know. I think it's all, when you put it in perspective, man, it's like you said, you've been following me for eight years, right? That's not eight years of an athlete. That's eight years of like living. That is just eight years of a different relationship with people, with humans. I've lived in different places, uh, I've been lived by myself. I've lived with roommates, right? So like everything socially has been different in those eight years. So I would say, if I had to be honest, however my life dynamically moved, my athletics moved with it because I've always tried to make my life choices first, best I can, um, and then kind of move on there with whatever athletics I like to do. So when powerlifting was a thing, I powerlifted. So I have to say right now what my goal is and what I'm actually doing a pretty good job at. My goal now is to get... Uh, in the best bodybuilding size I can uh, in my upper body, not my lower body particularly. Uh, and then I want to keep incorporating like more high intensity training stuff, right? Like uh, kettlebell stuff and things like that. So that's my goal now. So how will that unfold? You'll see in another eight years, man. Keep following me. <laughs> so I don't know. So I don't know. Yeah. Can't leave out fitness, dude. Can't leave yeah, out of fitness. Course, of it's course. It's a thing. That's your bread and butter. I'm man. having an existential crisis with fitness, dude. It's not even your bread and butter. It's your foundation. Yeah. 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 As it is mine. It is. Launching As it pad. is mine. Yeah. Two other things. Today was fun. I appreciate anybody. If anybody has any last minute questions, ask it now because we're about to sign off. Yeah. Um, Victor, thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you for everything. Always. You've been doing uh, just great. 
just great. Appreciate I don't even the know how to describe it. I wish we could go out right now and do something. God, I know. I just want to go to a bar oh, and I just, just sit. Go and do something, man. <laughs> I know, and it's beautiful too now in Chicago. So it's like a beautiful night. Na- oh, it's God, been feeling hot. Actually. Yeah, I would like to. Yeah, yeah. That's the best thing: doing some work and then going into a bar and sitting and just chatting some more. I know. Just doing this elsewhere is the best. Thank you for coming. For sure. Um. So I feel like. In Illinois, it's the 16th. No, no, this is my wrap-up. Sam said, if you don't squat a day in your life, you'll be fine. <laughs> if you don't squat one more day in your life, you'll be Sam, fine. Sam, I'm telling you, dog, when we can come back and tear it up. Please move. Oh, I'm telling you, dude, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Please bring your baby and please move. Oh, that's good. Tanya, next time. So, Tanya, next time, we'll ask questions, maybe? Oh, we'll have yeah. Some questions that's a good to ask. Idea. And then we're going to try to do YouTube. And we're just, just testing. I don't know what I'm doing, dude. We're just testing this out. Fucking around. Um. Yeah. So I'm hoping that for my next podcast, and don't hold me to this, uh, I talk to my brother, and I can get my brother on here. He's an Olympian, so he knows a whole world of athletics that I think could be helpful to everybody. Um, and then hopefully after I have my brother, uh, Illinois can have some decent openings, right? Like the only people I'm really comfortable with is this same group. Um, so once I can get some more people and I have a few lists of people here, uh talk to like i don't want to drop any names actually (laughs) (laughs) but i talked to some there's some really good people that i want to get in the chicago area so um yeah i think that's it let me see (laughs) that was really good all right that's perfect we got two minutes remaining in this live any last minutes nothing thank y'all thank y'all appreciate it sam the arms are coming back dog (laughs) he's he's enjoying the (laughs) double the guns i'm telling you I'm making a come. I'm getting. I'm getting big again, dog. Y'all He's just like, wait. yeah, right. Livy's yeah, arms right. are bigger than that. <laughs> Sam's holding his. Sam's crushing his baby in his arm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. That's it. All right. Thank you. That's podcast five. Yeah. Thank you for watching live, man. I appreciate y'all.